You are listening to the Texas Standard. Prior to 2015, conservative legislation needed support from two-thirds of the Senate for a bill to be considered for a vote. But then, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and 20 Senate Republicans lowered the threshold to three-fifths of the Senate. David Crockett, who teaches political science at Trinity University in San Antonio, says that supermajority ensures Patrick controls the Senate's agenda. You need a supermajority to override a veto or to stop a filibuster or to do the kinds of things that take more than simply, in the Texas Senate, more than simply uh, 16 votes. Now that Pete Flores has won the seat for District 19, the lieutenant governor can add one more Republican vote to his arsenal. And Patrick says the Flores victory says two things about the political landscape for Texas Republicans. First of all, look at this turnout. It was a high turnout for both sides. So people are engaged. The other thing it says, this now gives us a two-thirds majority. This is a forerunner, a precursor of what's to come. But the situation isn't perfect. Political experts consider three Republican Senate districts in Fort Worth, Dallas, and Houston to be in play this election cycle. So that's why Patrick made large, in-kind donations and campaigned for Flores and District 19 special election. That Republican victory, Crockett explains, was crucial. If the state moves in a more purple toward a blue direction, then there, of course, is an interest by the lieutenant governor to try to secure a supermajority and maintain that control because things don't stay the same in politics. It's not static. It's very dynamic. Crockett says the results of special elections like District 19 or the races that will be decided in November should no longer be considered just local or regional races. They are all part of a larger statewide political chessboard, and every move matters. In Austin, I'm Ryan Poppy.